Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the It Just Works podcast. I am your host, Ryan, and today we have a fun episode for you as we are going to be talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe and starting with a movie that really just brought it all together, and that is Iron Man. So thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you enjoy the show, and let's just get to it. Cue that intro. Welcome to the show. Today we're going to be talking about the first Iron Man movie, which is the start of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Today I'm joined by Eric, and he is here with me in the studio. Eric, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Ryan. That's it? Yep, that's it. Let's get to it, dude. This is going to be a shit show. I hope you guys are excited <laughs> for this. But no, we are extremely excited to talk about the first Iron Man film, because as you all know, uh, it was the start of an amazing series of movies which turned into a cinematic universe and brought all of our favorite heroes together, um, if you're a Marvel fan. And what, what it's done today is just insane, so we just wanted to talk about it, and obviously we got to start with the first film. Uh, hopefully this goes well, because then we'll end up doing all of the films as they were chronologically released, and uh, that's a lot to go through. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode, so we're definitely going to get into it. Eric, what was your first thoughts of the film? Well, my first thoughts of it were, it's badass. Yes. I don't remember it being as good as it was when I watched it just yesterday. I can't remember (laughs) watching it. What? I just wanted to rewatch it because we're going to do this. And I don't remember it being as good as it was. And I don't remember watching it in the theaters. But just sitting there watching it, I was like, this is very well done. It's one of the best origin stories of any... Marvel or superhero movie I've seen. Uh, It was really good. We'll get into that, but I agree with you that, you know, watching this movie recently, I think I watched it about a month or two ago, and I would agree with you that, like, I don't remember it being so good back in the day, but obviously as any any of us sit here and watch it now, knowing uh, the outcome of all these movies, uh, you kind of have to appreciate it a lot more because Robert Downey Jr. and Jon Favreau really started something special. And thankfully, like I said, all of us got to see our favorite heroes in their own films because of this film. If this film didn't succeed, we wouldn't have the Avengers and there wouldn't be any good movies like the Winter Soldier and whatnot. So well, we definitely have to give them a lot of credit. But did you say that you think it is your favorite origin film? It's one. It, it's like better than there, Batman Begins? They're t- toe to toe. Okay. And that's hard to better say because Cap? I hate. Yeah, it's better than First Avenger. Yeah, it's way better than First Avenger. It's hard to say because I don't really care for DC. They suck. But obviously, <laughs> Nolan has done something that no one else has been able to do. And Iron Man's right there with it. So I would say, yes, it's one of my favorite, if not my favorite, Marvel origin story. So we're going to do a quick comparison real quick before we just focus entirely on Marvel. But So Iron Man and The Dark Knight released both in 2008. And my question for you is, which one is better? that's tough (laughs) that's tough it would have been a good question if I watched Batman Begins again but we're talking like dark oh I get it I get it you want to watch Batman Begins well if I watched Iron Man and then watched Batman Begins it would have been like okay well now I really can hone in on what the best was but But Iron Man versus Dark Knight so Iron Man is Marvel's first chance to finally bring these movies out there and these characters but you already have a foundation with Batman Begins and now you got Dark Knight, which till this day, besides Winter Soldier, is probably my favorite 
comic book movie of all time. How how would you say they go toe to toe? And obviously, the reception of both these movies back in the day, everyone was amazing because look at what we have now. Um, would you say that they can even be compared? Like, would you would you even say that's fair or? Just... Okay, well, I misunderstood you completely. Batman Begins was earlier. Dark Knight came out was oh eight with Iron Man. That's that's my bad. So I knew what you meant though. Yeah, but that's my bad. I blanked on what you were asking. Um. Yeah, Dark Knight is better. Okay. The Dark Knight. <laughs> I'm sorry. Batman Begins is what I thought you were talking about. No. We're, so, so we're talking about Heath Ledger's Joker. Potentially oh, There's the, no the, way. The best Joker ever made. In, no one will ever be good again. Although, Walking Phoenix, you know, hats off to you. You did amazing. But I just wanted to ask. And, and you know, some people could say it's not a fair comparison because this is a sequel to uh, its origin film and Iron Man just started. But I think it's cool to compare them because they are extremely different movies. They are very differently toned. Um, obviously, like I said, uh, you know, Batman Begins came out already, so they had a lot to build up on there, and Iron Man didn't. So I just wanted to ask that. But you know, I would have to agree with you that Dark Knight is obviously still a better film. But you know, Robert Downey Jr. once again, and John Favreau, and then Kevin Feige. I mean, they kind of had a daunting task, you know. Alone because the Spider-Man movies with Tobey Maguire were already done, and those were good films, but you know it looked like Marvel was going to be taking a back seat, whereas DC is today. And uh, for Iron Man still to come out in the same year that The Dark Knight did and be extremely successful, it's kind of astonishing. Iron Man came out, I believe, a few months uh, before The Dark Knight. Uh, the Dark Knight was released in summer. I'm pretty sure it was June or July, and. Till this day, you don't really hear people like kind of knock off the other one. They, you know, everyone pretty much enjoyed both films. Um, not, I wouldn't say equally, but definitely a lot. Uh, so it's really cool to kind of, you know, talk about this now and kind of uh, reminisce on 2008 because there was just so many amazing films back in the day. Um, okay, so I just looked it up just so that you have it. And basically, Iron Man came out May 2nd. Oh, I was right. Tw- uh, 2008 and. Uh, Dark Knight was July 18th. July 18th. I would say that if you compared Iron Man to The Dark Knight, Dark Knight was way better. I mean, you just can't beat that movie and that cast. But, I mean, where's Rachel? <laughs> you know, like, it's just, I, I love hearing that. I think Christian Bale's Batman uh, just kind of, you know, a lot of people talk shit on his deep voice, but honestly, like, what he did with that character uh, was kind of mind-blowing, and he was pretty much, till this day, in my mind, the perfect Bruce Wayne. So... Uh, you know, I, Batman The Dark Knight's better, but obviously we're here to talk about, uh, you know, Iron Man, and what would you say is your favorite part of Iron Man? Oh, the beginning, for sure. Because it shows you, and again, I kind of noted it in my head and everything, and it shows what he, who he is. It shows who Iron Man is and what Tony Stark actually is. He's a, And he says it, he's a billionaire playboy philanthropist yeah and that's what he portrays and he's a cocky bastard and i love it and then he gets brought down to reality and then he has to fight off the people who are he's selling his weapons to even though he doesn't know it and it's just the the story the first 30 minutes grab you for sure that's the best part is the beginning would you say that it's almost an allegory for robert downey jr's life because he was an alcoholic beforehand you know before iron man he was still recovering yeah obviously he's not a billionaire but uh, you know, being Iron Man uh, really turned his life around, and thankfully the movies were successful, and you know he's been 
on a good note ever since, and uh, he hasn't done any you know bad things. But he was on the road to recovery, and then obviously did these films. So would you say that like that's kind of a kind of cool way to look at it too, though? Is yeah, you know, for sure. I think that if you think about it like that, and then yeah, it helped. I mean, this was his first chance, like big chance. Um, and I think I was watching one of the documentaries on Disney Plus, and they talk about how John Favreau and I want to say maybe Kevin Feige, they saw, um, was it Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? Yeah. Which was the first movie after all of his kind of issues. I believe yeah, was, yeah. that was like his first chance back, and then he went straight into Iron Man, so that gave him, yeah, I mean, it, it's great. I mean, exactly what you said. It's It just made, and then as I was sitting there watching it, I was like, obviously this was 08 we're in 2020 there's been 20 movies 20 plus movies already but when you're watching it it sets up and that was the springboard and they just took it so much further which just knowing that it just made it even more of a a good watch you know what i mean yeah and it's pretty tough to follow it up because i would agree with you that is my favorite scene in the movie um or the favorite part of the movie but i'll go ahead and choose something different you know one of my favorite things about the film industry is so many so many new genres come out and so many people take chances and you know try to t- make those risks that we haven't seen before and him actually having his armor complete at home and him getting in it and then flying into the sky and then him showing like they showed the hud you know and, uh you know and the cameras on his face yeah for the first time yeah and i was like holy shit like they did it yeah like <laughs> it looks great like it looked was 2008 real. yeah it still holds realize. up till this day yeah exactly exactly and it really does and um and are you talking the, uh, the silver armor or the, the no the actual like finally we got the okay, golden yeah. red and it's the silver I don't know which cool. mark it's not uh, the mark five it's mark two yeah so i believe that's what he said and i just think when they did that and they the way they filmed it it just it felt real and almost satisfying in a way because you're like, oh my god, they they ripped it straight out of the fucking comics, yeah. and I was just like, oh my god, and which is something that you're gonna hear us talking about with pretty much everything Marvel is. There's a lot of moments in these movies where you feel like they just looked at the comic and said, yep, yeah, let's just throw that in there. Yeah, but that's what pisses me off about other movies, like video game movies and other comic book movies. It can be done by pulling exactly, and and I don't know who's doing it, Kevin Feige and the writers and, and the actors and directors, but it's not that hard. I don't understand how some of these movies can't get that right. And when you do exactly what you said, it makes the movie better. I mean, look at Green Lantern. Garbage. Then Ryan Reynolds does his Deadpool and does exactly that, and he stays true to it. And it was a freaking blast. Remember, we you know when you and I saw it the first time, I'll never forget it, right? Mm-hmm. Because of what we were doing. But anyway, it, that's how it should be done. They should be pulling scenes from. It's not. They have years of this stuff, and so it's just better to have that, I think, and try to do it that way. And that's going to make for a way better movie. Yeah, I know it definitely will. And you know, one of the things I wanted to talk about was the fact that like Captain America: Civil War. You know, they actually had the original writer for the comic book series in the film and so you can tell with the marvel films that they at least consulted the comic book writers or uh really paid homage to them uh with their films whereas other movies don't where if you go watch like Halle berry's catwoman you really wonder what the fuck they were thinking and obviously as eric just said green lantern was just a colossal fuck up uh maybe a little bit ahead of its time obviously since it's such a uh, such a cg focused movie 
Uh, they had all the right actors in it. Um, they just couldn't make it work. But obviously Iron Man did, and that's why we're here talking about it. Uh, what did you think of Jeff Bridges as the villain? Um, I thought he was great. I thought that was another thing I thought of too while I'm watching it. They didn't take it overboard. They, the first movie, they pretty much nailed it. They keep mostly everything grounded. Um, they don't give, I mean, there's a simple reason to why he's doing what he's doing. And that's it. That's all you need. You don't need some complex uh, story arc or, you know what I'm saying? Like, he doesn't have to be this mastermind villain. He's just a, a bad dude that wants to do bad things and wants to take over the company. And I thought that keeping everything simple um, was great. And then even the like subplot um, in the beginning of the movie where they introduced... That was the other thing I remembered. They introduced so much stuff. I mean, the shield and um, Pepper Potts and the, the, the subplot villain of Ten Rings, which then comes back later down the road. Even in the future, as they're making Shang Chi, exactly, which, which is insane, dude. Yeah, I mean, and then I even I even fast forward when the movie was over just to get to the uh, Nick Fury part, and he says the Avengers Initiative. I mean, they laid out so much shit. There was almost no way they could fail after, while doing all this. Yeah, it's weird. It's almost like somebody had like a premonition, and they knew that Iron Man one would set it off. Like, dude, like they were they were so confident in the content that they were providing in this movie, and they're like. We're going to make a fucking Avengers movie eventually. And, and it's true, too, because in Iron Man 2, he's like, uh, you know, Tony's just working in his uh, garage, mm. and you see Captain America's shield right. on one of his fucking computers. Or actually, no, it's actually there. Mm -hmm. It's not the actual shield, but... You it's know. like a prototype. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, they set it all in place. They set it all in motion, and it's just like, even till this day to see it, where it is now, it's fucking mind-blowing, and it's extremely hard to not appreciate... Um, what we have with Endgame and Infinity War uh, as those movies have just closed up within the last couple of years. So one of the things I wanted to ask you is, you know, like as I said, you know, there's a foundation being built that's been highly successful because of RDJ and John Favreau and Kevin Feige. Mm -hmm. Do you think it could have been still successful without either any of those three? No, I don't. Yeah. There's no way because RDJ was Tony Stark. He has been and he will be. Like you're not going to... You kind know, of like Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Exactly. You're not going to replace them. They were that good and that they were the freaking best, right? And John Favreau is. It was cool because you know he's in the scenes as Happy Hogan, and um, that was another springboard to all his success. I mean, look at what he's done since then. Oh yeah, now he's one of the most highly regarded directors in Hollywood. Right. I and mean, he's still proving it today with Mandalorian. Mandalorian, exactly. And, and Dave Filoni. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And. Um, and then Kevin Feige, I mean, he is Marvel. He is, like, I don't know if he could go and do, I mean, he probably could do something else, but this has got to be where he's, you know, he's began it and he better finish it. You know what I mean? So hopefully after all this 2020 goes through and we get to enjoy movies again and he'll be just right there and part of it. I don't think that they could have done it with anyone else. I don't know who they would have done it with. And then since... Um, you know, they like you were talking about. Uh, was it Civil War? They had the writers and stuff. Yeah, they actually just. I mean, then that's why everybody loves these fucking movies too, because they bring in, they brought in um, um, Stan Lee in every movie that he could until he passed away. R.I.P. Yeah, rest in peace, Stan. Yeah, Lee. dude. I guess that's one of the things we should also talk about real quick. Yeah. Is Stan Lee. Uh, if anyone didn't know, he's the co-creator and. 
pretty much creator of a lot of your favorite Marvel heroes. Uh, without him, we wouldn't have anything. So definitely have to appreciate him real quick. And uh, I don't even remember the cameo he has in this film. Uh, he plays uh, Hugh Hefner. He's a, oh yeah, yeah. He's got two girls, and he and then yep, it yep. looks like Hugh Hefner. He's in his robe and everything on the red carpet, and Tony says, "Hey, Hugh," and then he turns around at Stanley, and it's it's hilarious. Yeah. It, it's funny too because a lot of Stanley's cameos were, you know, it seems like whether it was his family or just you know the directors and just you know Kevin Feige. It's almost like they were saying, you know what? Let's fucking let Stanley just have some fun with these cameos. Let's yeah. let him do whatever he wants. This man, we wouldn't be here without this man. Exactly, just, and that's what sets these movies apart. Yeah, I just think there's a level of respect to the source material exactly. that DC doesn't understand somehow. Well, a lot of movie, like I said, a lot of movies that we would enjoy as fans of, you know, whatever it is, Pokemon, Mortal Kombat, you know, God forbid they make a Halo movie, they better do that shit right, right? And, you know, I don't understand how people, they don't make money when they do bad movies it's that simple and again with the source material you have via uh, whether you're doing a video game or you're doing comics or whatever it is it's all there it's not that hard to do um, you know so I think one of the things we can compare it to is and I know everyone's gonna love me talking about this but Star Wars the sequel trilogy so you look at The Last Jedi and we finally get to see Luke again after so many years oh, yeah. and you look at what they did with him and you wonder how Ryan Johnson just didn't look at Return of the Jedi and go alright I know where Luke's going to be at he's going to be rebuilding the Jedi Academy which they do talk about but he wouldn't be a sorry sap on that fucking island like it's Yoda on Dagobah all over again Luke at the end of Return of the Jedi as I just watched it you know recently is very like a grey Jedi like he knows what he needs to do but he's not afraid of the dark side Right. And, like, he's such a badass Jedi who just naturally trained and progressed thanks to uh, Obi-Wan and Yoda. And to see where he's at at the end of Return of the Jedi and then see what they did with The Last Jedi, it really makes you wonder how, like, someone didn't stop Ryan Johnson or the writers and go, hey, you know, this just doesn't seem right. You know, this doesn't, this seems out of character for Luke. Maybe we can write a different story about him with Rey. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's a whole other subject. I, don't no, it 100% is, but that's what I'm just trying to say, though, is is how these people that are allowed to make these movies don't follow what has already been uh, set in place. Yeah, And definitely. so, if you watch... Imagine watching a Mortal Kombat movie and Scorpion has snow power. You know, he's, he's basically Sub-Zero, but it's still called Scorpion. You know, somebody fucking it up somehow like that. It's happened... Like, well, if you look at Doom with The Rock, oh, it doesn't yeah. make any sense. It has nothing to do with, like, what the games were and how dark tone they were. Exactly. And then even, like, you got you and Alex talked about a couple episodes back on the Mortal Kombat movies. Mm-hmm. Why? Why does Scorpion's... Uh, spear, spear, a living spear. Is it living? Exactly. Yeah, I was, was never, 100% on board with you guys. Like, it's stupid. Yeah, it was never living in the video game, so right. why is it living in the movie? And obviously people maybe wanted, at the time, to make it more theatrical and maybe add more oomph to it, but I just think that wasn't a really smart decision. And it sucks that we're, I didn't write it down because I didn't think about it, but I know there's movies out there that have like completely like destroyed the source material that they're coming from. Oh, there's I, I'm too drawing many. a blank on like some key ones that were like... I mean, I, I would sit there and say maybe some of the Resident Evils. Like Resident Evil 1, I thought it was great. I thought it was a little cheesy. Two, Resident Evil 2 was I think good. 1 and was 2 were the... With, um, uh, 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 
Fuck, dude. What's his name? Um, I am drawing a blank on which the one are you talking about? about? It's just Resident Evil two or three where they're. It's Resident Evil two, and the villain is. Um, that's Resident Evil Apocalypse. Yeah, and that's uh, the, and it's with an amazing uh, soundtrack by the way. Oh yeah, great soundtrack. <laughs> Kill Switch, <laughs> Kill Switch, Engage, and Demon Hunter, oh, and just so many Slipknot, and, and uh, just a ton. It's the villain's name. It's it's a giant creature and. Wow. Oh, I don't know. Um, anyways, the point is that the first two Resident Evil films really did a good job of showcasing like what it was to play the games. But if you look at like Resident Evil Extinction and you know the movies afterwards, you're like, what the fuck is going on here? So, um, yeah, you know, to get back on track with Iron Man, we're just saying that you know it's nice that Marvel really looked at the comics. You know, they had an amazing cast and crew and said, you know what, let's make these films, but let's also pay homage to what led this character to this point. So it's definitely cool. Uh, one of the things I wanted to move on to was Tony's idea of protecting the Earth with suits of armor around the world, which is obviously kind of foreshadowing to Age of Ultron, but would you think that would even work if he was able to execute it in his way without Ultron being a thing? No. No, I don't think so. I think it's like too much power around the world. Yeah. I mean, who can technically take out one of those armors unless it's an EMP? I mean, he. I think he was just trying to... Obviously, he means well, by the way. I right, he means well, but he's trying to do everything on his own because for whatever reason. Um, and that was like the whole thing where they just... You can't, you know, it's a team thing. You know, our, he just couldn't do it by himself. And that's kind of the you know, main part of the story. Yeah, and even though we have uh, Terrence Howard as uh, Rhodey, uh, you know... Which, hang on, I will say that watching Terrence Howard and then remembering Don Cheadle, Cheadle's way better. No, uh, Don Cheadle definitely brought, you know, Rhodey and Slash War Machine to life. Not that Terrence Howard wasn't bad. There's just a certain level of emotion that I don't think he really provided to the character like yeah like everything he said was just like blah. it was very bland yeah and monotone sure. and not very interesting Cheadle made it better for sure he definitely made it better but what I was saying is with Rhodey is that Tony was still extremely selfish or like there's I in team it's just him mm-hmm. and I think that's one of the best things about Iron Man is at the end you know after he defeats Jeff Bridges character is that he realizes that not only is Nick Fury going to tell him, hey, there's more people out there, but he realizes that he probably cannot do it all on his own. And so it's kind of cool to see that humility in him. Yeah, definitely. Um, so obviously one of Tony's wishes after he makes it out of Iraq uh, alive is to stop making uh, mass-producing weapons. Um, and obviously Jeff Bridges' character has an issue with that. Um, you think it's actually pretty cool that he does it almost immediately and halts production. And completely stops everything his father was doing with the company before his passing. Obviously, his passing was a long time ago at this point in the films, but he just completely said, eh, you know, we're just going to stop making weapons and move on to making suits of armor. Well, I mean, yeah, that's what he wanted to do, but they didn't do that. The board, Obadiah Stane, Jeff Bridges' character, puts a, goes to the, has a board meeting and basically wants to get rid of uh, Iron um, Tony Stark and so he doesn't, he's not able to do that. Um, so yeah. It was just, like I said, it was an easy, um, simplistic story that did its job. 
Right. And so uh, I liked it. I mean, I, I really thoroughly enjoyed watching it yesterday. Yeah, no, I think the movie uh, nailed every part it needed to. There's obviously probably some faults, um, but the point is that it set up something that we couldn't possibly imagine of where it's at today. And it's really cool to look back at these films now and obviously go down this crazy journey as we talk about every single movie. Uh, it's going to be fun, too, because I actually haven't even seen Thor The Dark World. I've never watched it. I completely skipped that movie, so well, um, I'm afraid to have to watch it for the first time. Yeah, because I've heard it, It's fine. Good luck getting through it. I've heard it's the worst in the entire It's MCU. probably one of the worst. Probably next to, like, Captain Marvel and... Um, what am I drawing a blank on? Captain Marvel's good. It's not bad. I just... Uh, I just... Wish it was a lot for or a lot before Endgame, but Maybe. see, even Captain Marvel, like that was one of the gripes a lot of people had. Um, and you had again, you have all this backstory. Why don't you guys just kind of stick a little bit more to it? Where um, yeah, they definitely didn't follow. Annette Benning okay. was a, or the character. I can't think of her character, but she's the um, their uh, their training officer. You know, yeah, they're, they're a leader, you know, right? So to speak. And a lot of people were irritated or pissed off that. She was a woman, okay, fine, whatever. But, you know, little things like that that some of the movies kind of veer off the road with. But I still thought that was a good movie. And even then, watching that now and watching, then rewatching Iron Man, you know, we watched Captain Marvel's been out a couple years. And then, but again, with the Avengers thing, he's like, You think you're the only one out there? Well, that's what Nick Fury's talking about is Captain Marvel because that was in the 90s, right? Right, so it's funny to rewatch these films, and obviously they didn't have everything set in stone when they were making Iron Man, but it's still funny to go back and watch them, and but based the off what genius. certain characters say, their lines, the way they deliver them, it's like, oh, I know what he's talking about. Right. He knows about Cap, he knows about Hulk, he knows about Captain Marvel, Black Widow, Hawkeye, he knows all of them. Yeah. And it's just cool, because as you keep obviously watching these films, you see them develop the team all over again. So it's definitely fun to talk about. Um, yeah, that's pretty much Iron Man in a nutshell. Uh, it's an incredible film. If you guys haven't seen it, please go watch it. It starts just one of the craziest pieces of cinema history. I mean, no one's ever done what Marvel has with their films, and it will probably never happen again. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen again. I don't think. I don't it, know who could do it. Yeah, I don't know how it would be possible. I, I really don't. I mean, the cast and crew that they have for every single film. Obviously, you got Chris Evans as Captain America, Chris Hemsworth as Thor, Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk, uh, Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye and Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow, and obviously Robert Downey Jr. as uh, Tony Stark to start it all. Just think about that. You know, those actors are extremely well talented, and I just don't see how people can find a whole new you know group of actors to try to do something like this again. Obviously, DC tried it with Justice League and Batman vs. Superman. Um, you know, we have the Justice League Snyder Cut coming out next year. Uh, apparently, it's going to be a very, very different movie than what we got uh, in theaters. So we'll see how that goes. Maybe there's still hope for DC as Wonder Woman uh, comes out soon, and then Aquaman 2 will be out soon. So just got to see how it goes. But obviously, we're here to talk about Marvel. And Eric, is there anything you'd like to say about Iron Man before we finish this? No, just that it's uh, it's a good movie. It's a great movie. So one out of ten, what would you review? I'd give it an eight for yeah. sure. Eight, eight point five. Yeah, no, I'm in the exact same boat. I think it's an eight. Uh, it's not the perfect movie, but it's so far from being bad. It really knows what it needs to be, and it didn't try to be more than what it is. And 
I think there's nothing wrong with that, especially when you're starting a franchise um, and they made one of the most successful franchises in the world. So that's pretty much it, everyone. Um, we're going to be having some more episodes coming out soon. Uh, you know, Star Wars just had to get delayed due to scheduling conflicts, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, we will be working on it, and then we'll be having some more news updates coming out. So, yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, I'm your host, Ryan, and this is the It Just Works podcast. Uh, thank you for Eric to you know joining on the show. Eric, would you like to say anything to everyone? Nope, just goodbye, ladies. All right, everyone. Have a good night, and we'll see you soon. Bye.